Welcome to the Whiskey Chasers, where we talk about our passion for whiskey and its history, either amongst ourselves or while interviewing distilleries, all while enjoying a glass. I'm Steve. I'm Nick. And I'm Chris. Please enjoy responsibly while enjoying this week's episode of the Whiskey Chasers. What do we got today? I think mine might be the, the smallest pour. <laughs> it's because you own the bottle. <laughs> what are we having? We've got uh, Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof rye. All right. Now, this thing only comes out once a year, maybe once or twice a year. Chris and I saw it the first time it ever came out and we mocked the crap out of it. Before but, trying it, like the bottle? Way before trying it. Okay. We've yeah. had Jack Daniels, right? Everyone's had Jack Daniels, Jack and Coke, you know, shots of Jack, whatever. But the bottle itself is shaped very differently from any other Jack Daniels. It looks fancy, and the price tag jumped way up. And so Chris and I saw it, and we're like, okay, how much of this is they just put the same juice in a nicer-looking bottle, and now they've jacked up the price, and people are just buying it as a gimmick. Right. We were under no, like assumption that it just sucked we just figured it was just jack daniels and we like respect for jack daniels for what it is but i remember when this first came out we just were like okay they're just trying to fancy up their stuff and put it in a nicer bottle and we honestly never gave it a second thought other yeah. than like haha you know so we never bought it and was it justin's house it was yeah it was at justin's house we went down i think we went down to find a few bottles for the club actually yeah then we randomly got a pour of this and we're freaking blown away kicking ourselves in the rear ever since <laughs> blown away like it holy used to always be on the shelf like everyone didn't know what it was they thought the same thing and you can find it anywhere now you can't find it to save your life you can find the jack daniels single barrel rye and single barrel bourbon and and the barrel proof bourbon a little bit more right. available but. this one is the single barrel barrel proof rye and that is hard to get your hands on and see, I've actually seen it on shelves. I was driving through like Kentucky over Thanksgiving. I saw it a couple of times. I'm like, man, 80, 90 bucks. I'm like, I'm good. I kept passing on it. But I've seen the bourbon or not the bourbon, but the not the non-rye version of this. I've seen that on the shelves, like what, 65, 70 here? And it's like on in every store. By the way, that's a new voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not I've been I've been on I've been on it once. You have been on it a yeah. couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a repeat re- repeat podcast. <laughs> right. This is voice. Brendan. He's a, a guy that's in our club and wanted to join us today. Today is a club meeting day, so he's hanging out with us and enjoying some all day early long. morning distill. <laughs> early morning libations. He's also our subscriber. The one and only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But by the time you're listening to this. Probably not true. We probably have hundreds now, but <laughs> he's old faithful. Yes. <laughs> he was the original. <laughs> it's a perk, you know, you right. can possibly get to be on the podcast. Exactly. You, you yeah. Subscribe. But it is hard wrapping your head around paying anything more than like 20 bucks for something that says Jack. Yeah. Daniels. Yeah. For yeah. Jack Daniels, yeah. And uh, this came out in 2015, I believe, or that's when they started doing the whole single barrel thing. And they started with the rise. So 2015, and that was the first new Mashville at Jack Daniels. So it's different? It's a different mash bill? Makes way more yeah, sense. Yeah, they did come up with a new mash bill for their rise in 2015. And it's the first new mash bill they've they've had. They have their own rye, right? Like, like no, they not, grow not, their own rye? No, not, not the grain. I'm not talking about yeah. the grain. I'm talking about like, you know, you have Jack Daniels and you have the new yes. ones that are like the bonded triple right, mash. Right. Yep. Yep. So they didn't so they have a have. rye prior to this. Yes. So prior to this, they had Jack Daniels, Sinatra, and Sinatra Select. But I don't think they had anything past 
Well, they got well. They had the gold. <laughs> yeah, they had gold. They had honey. You got the ten year. Ten year. Well, they didn't have it at this time. They didn't have the ten year. Oh, they didn't. No. Is that fairly recent? The ten year. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one's in the last couple, Co- year last couple years. Yeah. Okay. And yep. like the Koi Hill, which is like. <laughs> and those, that one came after these. Mm-hmm. So they okay. I didn't realize that those were like newer. Oh, yeah. I thought they'd you know been yeah. around. I just hadn't heard about them. They just recently. It's like they released this stuff. You know the single barrel stuff, and then it was like maybe two years later they just released a bunch of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a new master distiller in 2008, and he kind of ran a lot of this stuff, like this bottle and everything, and did all that until 2020. 2020, they got another new master distiller. So I'm guessing we've seen a couple new things since then. They, yeah, they even put out that. that bottled and bond. I keep I keep passing on those too. I don't oh, know why. A, though, yeah, that is a great bang for buck. Right mm-hmm. there, the bottled yeah. and bond. I will say, ten in the morning. <laughs> I haven't had breakfast. We got tacos coming. You know, it's uh, it's 129.2 proof, and for me, this is friendly. Oh, like, this is, this very is not. Friendly. This is not like. Too like proofy, which is amazing. No, it's very point. smooth yeah. for that price or for that proof. And that's you know on an empty stomach, ten in the morning. So <laughs> we'll see how we're feeling. Right. It's either really this. smooth or there's a problem. <laughs> or there's yeah. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really smooth. <laughs> Would you say it's really smooth? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but I do they, think it's really smooth because yeah, I mean like I can taste the proof, but nothing like I know that it's hot, but it doesn't sting like it's hot. When it's a rye too, and it's yeah, got, exactly. you know, it's got the, some of the rye spice in there, so you'd expect it to to punch a little bit. But it's so good. This this is what I remember. This is the the feeling and the reaction I remember when we tried it at Justin's house. Was like, crap, we passed this up. This is so good, and we passed it up because we thought it was a gimmick. Like, yeah. it just we didn't think this was a legit product that Jack Daniels could afford to put out or would want to put out like this does not fit any of their demographics for jack daniels the number seven original fits none of the demographics for that yeah we went away from there like on the hunt for this and and didn't really find and that it for was a while. four years ago three oh well was it it might have been uh, well probably three now well yeah it was probably was probably three years three, yeah. three or four years and it took tipsy three years to find it for me because he's been trying to get it in. I'm trying because I'm trying to think. Was Henry born yet? I don't remember. I know that we almost hit a deer. I don't we know if did. Remember. That was really close. It was really close. We were cussing at that deer for like an hour after that. Very close. Closest I've ever come. Like where we thought we hit it and we didn't. Like we, I, we should have how like scraped not, some of it. I don't know. Yeah. How did we not hit it? I don't know. But. We had a suitcase of White Castle sliders. They were eating in the moment when the deer like ran in front of us. <laughs> I would just say, Nick, give me another one. And he, his job was handing me the slider and I would eat it. And then I was driving and we were, yeah, that was a good time. That was a great we time. We ate almost all 30 we did. of those. Yeah. 30? Yeah. Yep. That's a suitcase oh of sliders. Suitcase yeah. of sliders. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that either until we got it. And I was like, yeah. well, okay, we're going to town on this. That's 30. We got what? Half original, half jalapeno. Yeah. I, I know you can get uh, from like Chick-fil-A when I was working in Alabama, my like shift lead or supervisor is like, hey, who wants to go to Chick-fil-A for like for breakfast, like doing a food run? And he asked for a dirty 30. Had never heard of that, but it's just 30 little chicken nuggets in a box. They, they do that. You just ask for a dirty 30 and it's like, it's like less than 10 bucks. 
for Dirty 30? At Chick-fil-A? What? That's surprising. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how it is now, but this was like in 2019, oh, 2020. Okay. With inflation, that's like 30 bucks. Now sure, question what the yeah, dirty yeah. is. What's the dirty part? Leftovers? Well, uh, I don't know why it's called a dirty 30. Probably but. comes down to how they make them. <laughs> right. And that, maybe this is an Alabama All thing. the employees don't that don't wash their hands, they have to hand. Oh, that's like so <laughs> cheap. Yeah. That's why it's so cheap. Yeah. Oh, you just came out of the bathroom. Okay, no gloves. Just <laughs> reach it. We're either, we're either going to give it to the homeless or you can buy it for $8. It's up your choice. So getting 30 sliders from White Cattle, what does that cost? Like, I'm, I don't know. It was pretty cheap. It was 15 cheap. bucks <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Each one's 50 at, cents. At least, yeah. It probably was around 15 bucks because they are fairly cheap. And, you know, you buy in bulk, you save a buck or two. So. It was probably like thirteen dollars, to be honest. Yeah. It's it's you know quite a feeling buying a suitcase if you've never gotten one. It's like a it's like your it comes first, out like in a suitcase. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like um your first bucket of chicken. Have you ever had that? Like from sorry, KFC? you ate yeah. by yourself. Yeah. yeah, like like when you order your first bucket, you know what I mean? It's like this. Yeah, by yourself. Yeah, you, oh, you don't geez. you don't eat it for the family. It doesn't count. But I mean, when you're like by yourself and you're like you know. Give me a bucket. Yeah, you just know, give me a like whole if you've ever done that, like you know what I'm talking about. Or uh, Taco Bell, the I don't know if they still have it. They used to have the Grande meal or whatever. The it was like ten of either tacos or burritos or both or one or the other, like yeah, the whatever you wanted. You get yeah. a whole like ten of them, and you try to eat it by yourself. They do that yeah. still with soft tacos. No burritos yeah. though. No burritos though. I used just to get ten burritos, tacos. dude. I used That's to, a lot of burritos. I used to That's a lot of away a lot of Taco Bell. I think one of my favorite things at Taco Bell is the cheesy bean rice burrito because. Even with inflation, it's still a dollar for yeah. one of those. So you can get like 10 of those for 10 bucks and load them up in a box. So I've never yeah. had that. I feel like this is all behavior for oh. for Jack Daniels number seven. <laughs> You're not wrong. I just thought about that. Yeah, everything we're talking about is Jack Daniels, the, the cheap, traditional the cheap yeah. number seven. I feel like Jack Daniels seven. is really trying to get to like split their clientele or get new clientele because you have these like, you have the Sinatra version of jack daniels this like classy fancy stuff and then you got your normal jack daniels which is what you buy when you're buying a shit ton of fast food <laughs> so <laughs> well back in the day back in sinatra's time jack daniels was top shelf yeah. like that was yeah. the go-to like he used to have every show that he went to every bar or club it was yeah. a bottle of jack daniels on ice with glasses, and yes. that's what he would drink, and it would it would be like an all night thing. Yeah. But what wasn't it like ninety proof then too? It was eighty or eighty six. Right? Eighty six. That was like the typical thing. Because back in that time, would have been everything eighty six. Yeah. So it was it was friendly, but it used to be top shelf stuff, like yeah. high end. It's quality. It was, it was name brand, right? Was, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I don't. I think you didn't that, really have high end liquor at that time i mean you had what their version of high end was which is jack daniels but it still wasn't like what i would call premium no. today yeah. like it's they had like they've good added stuff extra levels crap stuff. exactly they just didn't yeah. have like really really good stuff right but i don't think it was up until probably just recently like within our generation that jack daniels has started to become looking a little bit more like Mm -hmm. Yeah, not well, premium. I mean, you know what I when mean? When they started coming out with Gentleman Jack, and Gentleman Jack, I think was probably their first one, and then foray into the kind of the nicer stuff or whatever, and then they came out with their Sinatra runs. I think now they have an Eric Church run also, and yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, but they went a, they went a really long time without really expanding. Yeah. So, 
I don't think they had to though, given their history and how they got started. I, I and all don't think that. I still don't think they have to. You know, no, they just it's no. a good, good that they're doing it, but they could ride out old number seven forever. Yes. Yeah. There's always going to be a place on everybody's bar for that. Yep. Which I th- I think really what it was, they got a new master distiller in 08. And after that is when all this stuff started happening. So I think they just got somebody in that wanted to play. And then, you know, that's that's when all this stuff started happening. I remember reading somewhere. I may have met him, but I, I don't remember. I feel like you and I might have met him or talked to him. He used to be the master distiller for Jack Daniels that started Gentleman Jack. And then when he left is when things started picking up past what he ever thought Jack Daniels could be. Jeff Arnett is the one that came in in 2008. Okay. You're saying we so. met this guy? I, it does kind of ring a bell. I'm just trying to remember where that would have been. I know. I don't remember where it was, but we – I remember – He was talking about Gentleman Jack specifically. Yep, and that was kind he of his creation. Yeah, yep, he his formulation formulate. of it. Yeah. I cannot remember. But he retired. I think he retired. Okay, maybe he was the one before this guy I think he was the one before yeah. he retired. It was one of those nights where, like, we, we met this guy, and it was really awesome, but, like, we were having such a good night that it wasn't a big deal. Right. But now that you're bringing it up after the fact, it was like – That was kind was of a big, big deal. deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Slightly a big deal. Slightly a big deal. I, I can't remember that. It's like right in the back of my mind that, that he was talking about that. And it was like, he's not feeding us a line either, no. you know? And it wasn't like a big deal to him. That, I think that's why it wasn't like a big deal to us. Because it was kind of one of those like, yeah, I used to do this before I retired. But it wasn't like a... It wasn't somebody we talked to at Jephthah, was it? I don't remember no, who. Or it was I don't at a tasting where. of some kind. Because so, he went on to do other things. Yeah. I can't remember. So, th- but... You're saying this isn't old number seven and a barrel proof version. Right. So then I need, I want to try that. They need to come out with an old number seven and a single barrel barrel proof. Well, if it's not a rye, it's the, it's the number seven. It so is. Yes. Okay. So, so, so there's ones. a rye mash bill and there's a non rye mash bill. Well, Cause they're, they're old number seven is <laughs> technically not a bourbon. You know, right. it's a Tennessee whiskey. The, yeah. So yeah. I didn't know if the, the single barrel barrel proof, but bourbon it meets is. bourbon requirements. There we go. It does. Yeah. That's, so that's the hard part is people look at Tennessee whiskey and assume Tennessee whiskey is different from bourbon. It is bourbon, it, but it's got its it, own flair. Right. It yes. meets yeah. it's the same thing with one extra. Yeah. It meets the requirement for Tennessee whiskey, but it meets all the requirements for bourbon. But because Tennessee whiskey adds charcoal filtering and it's different. So in your eyes, you look at a bottle that says Tennessee whiskey and you go, that's not bourbon. Therefore, it's on a different playing field. I'm not going to try it against uh, uh, Michter's and go, well, these are the exact same thing. I prefer Michter's over Jack Daniels. You're going to look at it and say, well, this is Tennessee whiskey. It's going to be different from Michter's, period. But But it's bourbon plus. It's bourbon plus. In their, in their eyes especially because right. it's – every Tennessee whiskey is a bourbon, but not every bourbon is a Tennessee whiskey. Yep. Because it doesn't disqualify it being charcoal filtered. Right. Bib and Tucker. I don't know if you guys remember or have heard of I Bib still, and Tucker. I still got the Bib. So yeah. they were like the first ones that came out with Tennessee bourbon, like labeling it Tennessee bourbon. And guys went crazy. Like went after them. You can't call it bourbon. It's from Tennessee. It has to be Tennessee whiskey. It has to be this. can't be that. Not realizing it meets the requirements for bourbon. Even if they meet the final requirement for Tennessee whiskey, they don't have to call it Tennessee no, whiskey. Right. It can still be Tennessee bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bourbon doesn't have any stipulations that prevent further action. Yeah. So because of that, like finished bourbons are bourbons. So like the and charcoal which filtering. Is essentially a yeah. finish. Well, it's a pre it's actually, a, it's I guess. A byproduct but of, yeah. Uh, and after an after formulation. And most it's people don't really aging, but yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of bourbon companies nowadays do charcoal filtering. They just don't advertise it. It's not a thing that they they boast about because unless you're in Tennessee, 
Who gives a crap? Long it doesn't branch. really matter. Yeah, Long, long Branch does it. But like, who, I love who else that cares? Long Branch stuff, man. Oh, trust me. Like, I, I, the episode I'm on, I'm I'm caught up again. <laughs> like, this is my second run through the entire podcast. And uh, yeah, your uh, your <laughs> the stuff you've said about like apples early on in the podcast. You uh, yeah, you talked about um, what are those? The Red Delicious. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah talking about Red Delicious. They're and not stuff. delicious, but. Apparently. Yeah, so going from that, like those rants early on in the podcast. Are they a little more civilized, the rants? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't <laughs> rant. Uh, also, like for any of the subscribers, you can listen to the uh, the old 55 episode. I'm glad y'all released it, though. Yeah, so yeah, hear, hearing all the rants is great. I don't remember. Was old 55 a fun one? Or? Oh, you don't remember. It was fun. It was fun to listen to. really don't like. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> when none of us did. No, it was really bad. We decided not to air it because oh, it was so bad. It so, because all three of us, it's normally just me saying I hate something. We destroyed them. We did not give them a chance. But y'all recorded it like early on. Yes, this was like. It was like it the fourth episode. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was early, <laughs> it early, was really early, early. Really early on. I mean, the, the only. It's I'm, not, I'm not even going to give it away. Like, yeah. Anybody else who wants to subscribe and listen to it, cool. I'm not going to. Yeah, I was about to say something. I was like, no. I don't even want to give it's any privileged spoilers. content. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the only thing we've said is that it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Back to Tennessee, but most Tennessee distilleries are proud to call it a Tennessee whiskey. More proud to call it a Tennessee whiskey than a bourbon. Yeah. So that's it. Actually, is interesting you brought up Bib and Tucker. I think we talked about the time. Like, they've got to be the only people in Tennessee making whiskey and not being proud of the fact that it's Tennessee whiskey. It's started to become a thing because you now now you have Blue Note that's out of Tennessee. I think they're out of Tennessee. They are bourbon. They're not calling it Tennessee whiskey, but they're also sourcing a lot of their stuff. But then you also have Nashville Company that they're sourcing their stuff, but that's become a really big thing and they're considering themselves a bourbon. There's always been just a few big ones in Tennessee. And then for the longest time, there was only a few players in Tennessee, and that was it. Cascade Hollows being the big, big one. I think there's a definite place on the market for Tennessee whiskey or, or charcoal-filtered style whiskey if, or bourbon, if that's what we're talking about. But I, I like it. I don't think it's all the time, uh, especially for me. And I like the sweeter stuff, but it's got its place. Like old number seven's got its place. But this is not that. No, like, it's not. <laughs> this is not. I mean, I barely you know barely get a tennessee vibe from this it's just really good rye when i was reading up on jack daniels trying to like figure out who he was and everything and i decided he is very much somebody that would have drank his own number seven (laughs) like if you want to follow the stereotype of a jack daniels drinker it's jack daniels i mean he ran away from home got taken in by a preacher which is where he learned to distill was from this preacher and the slave working there uncle nearest which we'll talk about probably i think i know who that preacher is (laughs) dan call was the preacher (laughs) which i have i've never heard anything referred back to him at all dan call no i mean they've got churchill they've got a churchill some for they got something churchy yeah for the bottles is something churchill isn't it you got coy hill coy hill that's what it is it's not churchill so he settles up there near Cave Spring Hollow, which is where their distillery is today, or near that area, Cave Spring. And it's still a like a site you can go to, but that's where the limestone water was. And that's where all that comes from. And this is the first time I've heard an explanation why limestone 
water matters. Doesn't matter because Chris and I just think it's a stereotype. I think we, t- we talked about <laughs> right. it. Then we talked. We talked about the limestone and how important it is, or or not, or not. <laughs> so, according to according to this article I read, according to them, limestone water. The reason it's good for whiskey is because the limestone takes out a lot of other minerals in the water. Like it kind of counteracts that to make it more natural. So more, more like even flavor wise. So you don't have that mineral flavor, which when I'm drinking water, I actually want some mineral flavor in my water. Mineral is good for you, but it takes that out. So it doesn't alter the flavor of the whiskey. So are we talking like Mm -hmm. glacier Springs kind of like water? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, although that stuff would also have just the natural. Yeah. That would have more minerals, minerals in it. it. My thing is you don't go to a gas station and see shelves of limestone water. No, no. I mean, it takes out what it does is it takes out the buying that stuff to drink. You know what I mean? It takes out the iron out of the water. That's the main thing it removes is the iron. Which, again, we probably like the flavor of water with the iron in it because we're used to it. But they take that out because then it doesn't alter the flavor of the whiskey. Does the iron have anything to do with counteracting or changing the flavor of the whiskey itself? Uh, I would guess that you would maybe be able to taste it. How much more irony would it taste? If, yeah. if they used regular old tap water. I don't know. But that's the reason for the, the limestone water. And the why that's so important for whiskey makers. <laughs> it's, a rusty, so much iron. it's a rusty nail. <laughs> I can't take how much iron's in this bourbon. <laughs> I want extra iron. Just put, put nails in the bottle. <laughs> Instead of staves, I want iron. Aged with iron. <laughs> old, you make your own old iron sides bourbon. <laughs> We don't age in barrels. We age in vats. Yeah. <laughs> in 1906 is when Jack Daniels passes away. And he dies like exactly like somebody would die, I think, if they were were just this type of person. If you were and Jack I'm Daniels. I'm sorry for being so stereotypical on it, but he got real upset one day because he couldn't open his safe. <laughs> oh, I'm so, already liking where this is going. <laughs> so he kicked his safe and broke his toe. Which got infected and he died. Oh, this, this, <laughs> is, this is Pepper all over again. I was going to say, at, at least this guy had something to live up to. Right. Like He didn't just slip. He didn't just slip on the sidewalk, go home, sick in right. bed for two days, and then conk out. Uh, I love that about yeah. Jack Daniels. Is yeah. Was that his real name then? So he was, a, he was taken in, but was he actually born like Jack Daniels? His last name is Daniels. Uh, is Jasper Newton. Daniels. Jasper right. Newton. So he went by Jack. He went by Jack. Yeah. So that's why he ran away from home. There, he was tired of people calling him Jasper. Exactly. Yeah. He was getting belittled at home, and he's like, "I'm Jack. I'm, now. I'm getting out of here. I'm Jack now, guys. He'll always be Jasper to us. I'm leaving." So when he died, it went to some of his nephews, and they they ran it after that, and it just kind of flows through from that point. Prohibition, they close up. After prohibition, they open back up. So Jack Daniels didn't have like a medicinal license. Nope. That's surprising yeah, to me. Jack closed. They did, however, save some of their, their whiskey. Like they didn't lose all of their whiskey. Sure they did. So it went to his nephews, not his like sons and he didn't have any kids. Okay. He wasn't married. No kids. That's interesting. So it went to Lim Matlow. Motlow is the name of the guy's name. Motlow. Motlow is the last name. And then Jess Motlow. Lem and Jess. Lem? L-E-M. Not Lem. Lemon. Dude, that, that's an old name. Lem? It is, yep. Yeah. And Jess became the master distiller. They closed up after for prohibition, opened back up, and immediately closed again. 
for World War II. So World War II, well, and they didn't close the continued efforts, but it switched to ethanol for the war effort. And so they they stopped making alcohol for the war effort. You know, that was an up and down period of time. It was. Like people, yes. Everybody was like, whoop, 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 whoop. Like, everything's good. Now it's the end of the world. Now everything's good. Now it's the end of the world. 47 is when good old Frank Sinatra gets his first glass of Jack Daniels given to him by Jackie Gleason. Oh, so Jackie Jack, Gleason. Jackie Gleason introduced him to it. Yeah. Honeymooners. <laughs> 1956 is when Brown Foreman bought them. So that's when Brown Foreman enters the picture. Yeah, they've been a big name ever since. Nothing really changes at Jack Daniels when that happens. They're, they're bought out, but that's pretty much the end of it. After that, not a bunch happens at Jack Daniels. Everything is pretty Jack Daniels. And this time, they're still at the same distillery, right? So, yep, same distillery. At, the ho- at the, that hollow. Yep, yep. Yeah. They're still at this, the... Uh, what's the name of it? Cave Hollow? Cave Hollow. Ca- yeah. Cave Spring Hollow. Cave Spring Hollow. Yes. In Lawrenceburg or whatever it is. Tennessee. Oh, Lynchburg. Lynchburg. Lynchburg, Lynchburg, Lynchburg Tennessee. Lynchburg. Single barrel selects start in 1997. That's when the first single barrel select. But not the barrel proof ones? Or not the it? barrel proof. Yeah. Right. Just, okay. just single barrels. But how, but how long did that hang out? A select out program. Do they still, they don't do that anymore. They do. They they do yeah, single, yeah, single barrel selects. So. Yeah. 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 That's the black label mm-hmm. instead of the gold label. No, it's. Yeah. I have one on my shelf. Single barrel select? It's a single barrel select, but it's not barrel proof. It's 47, or it's 94 proof. I've just never seen one. Oh, well, maybe I should have brought that. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's the same like the Tennessee whiskey part. Yeah, it looks just like the old number seven, but it's got no, 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 no. It looks oh, like this. Looks like well, oh. it looks like the, not the non-rye version of this. Okay. The, oh, so it's like a square bottle? So it's a square bottle. Because we've had this, a, the single barrel. That's is that single the single barrel, barrel, barrel select? Proof. They have single barrel, not barrel proof. They have single barrel yeah, select. Yeah, we tried that. Is that what we're talking about? That's the one I'm talking about. They started doing that in 97? They started something to do with single barrels and started doing a single barrel program in 1997. Okay. Now, I can't say it may have changed since those. then. In this bottle, the single yes. barrel, just yes. not the barrel proof. Correct. And I guess that is a single barrel select. Who is? It's a single barrel select. It's just not barrel proof. Okay. So, so that wasn't a new thing when they... But there was they must have rebottled it or something. They probably they probably done other things since then, but that's when their first single barrel option showed up. I'm gonna make a suggestion right now for Jack Daniels. It'd be a whole Jack, lot, listen up. It'd be a whole lot easier if you just decided to call different bottles different things instead of single barrel select, single barrel barrel proof select, single barrel select, and then you got the single barrel barrel proof rye. Like select. Can we, yeah, can we just call it like, hey, this is our barrel proof rye? Well, I, I think it would also be good to have like a bot like you know the old number seven bottle isn't terrible. I think class it up just a hair and make that your single barrel select, and then class it up even further or go to something like this for the barrel proof. But like, there's nothing wrong with the old number seven, but to be that differentiated between the two when you have a single barrel select and an old number seven it shouldn't be two different bottles. There yeah. should be just one classed up over the other. It would help with conversations like these because. Brendan's like, I have a single barrel select. And you're like, well, I have a single barrel select barrel proof. Is that the same thing? No, it's not. Well, call it something different. Something as simple <laughs> as changing the label a hair and adding an actual cork onto the old number seven would make it a single barrel select. Like that would be worthy of that bottle. Because the, the bottle shape is the same for their single barrel select. Mm-hmm. And the barrel and proof. And then the barrel proof and the barrel proof rye. And the rye. And, and this yeah. single barrel uh, rye. Because they also have a single barrel select rye. 
So they do. That's oh, yeah. ninety-four proof. Yeah, yeah. They have the bourbon, the rye. That's and, the and that was, that was actually going to be my next question. Yeah. Was like, do they have that? So cool. Yeah, yeah. they do. It's it's good. They're they're great. Not as good as this. But. Yeah, yeah. And see the the one I have was a gift from a, like one of my friends. He just that was a gift for me. I was like. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank, I, I'm not. Thank you, I'm man. not too much a fan of Jack Daniels. He was in like, at least well, the screw you. This stuff is fantastic. And actually, the first bottle of Jack Daniels I ever owned was a single barrel, single barrel barrel proof select of the of the wow. straight whiskey. That's the first Jack Daniels that, bottle. That was, you one I, that was the first one I bought. Now I've had. I had. It's hard had to go t- down from there. Like, did you actually go out and buy yourself an old number seven after that? Uh, no, I've never bought my. I don't think I've ever owned. My parents have owned, like, my mom, she loves, like, Jack and Coke. Um, and so my dad, who will go out and buy the big bottle, the 1.75, um, for her. But I have never owned an old number seven. Like, I've only owned two one. Jack Daniel bottles. You got to get one. You know, call me crazy, but I drink old number seven neat, just yeah. like everything else. I mean, I, but I like it. You know what I mean? I think it's good. I think you're crazy, but for other reasons. You know, at, and at the proof that it's at, it's almost like a mixed drink for me. You know, like when you yeah. drink it neat, it's and it's sweet, so it's yeah. And and on the, I know we're gonna get back to Jack in a second, but oh, good, yeah. no. So like flavored stuff. One thing that I had heard, I think Nick had talked about it, was uh, Southern Comfort, uh, the hundred proof, and I think he had said like something like it was good. And I knew nothing about it. I knew it was produced by Sazerac. But I went out and bought it. And I was like, man, 13 bucks? This ain't bad. I poured I poured it up neat and took a sip. And I was like, I started sniffing it. And I was like, you flavored? Like, I, I didn't read the bottle. I just bought it. And I was like, for 13 bucks, it can't be bad. And so, yeah, when I took a sip and I was like, oh, you are a flavored thing. I dropped a couple of cubes of ice in there. And I was like, this is literally a cocktail in a bottle at That's 100 proof. Yep, yep. Like this is fantastic. A little bit of ice and that thing is yep. a mixed drink. Yep. That's, that's yep. what's cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like good so stuff. Talk, yeah, it's talking about flavored things, you just I mean, I don't usually add ice to anything, but I mean, if it's a cocktail, I'll put ice in it. Oh yeah. Co- cocktail ice all day. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah, so- Soco 100 proof. Yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah, my, no. My it's... wife she doesn't like it. She likes Evan Williams honey or any honey whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know about Fireball. Has she had Fireball? Oof. Has Ugh, she had Wild Turkey, the the American honey? Y'all talked about that it. That is the that's best the next one I'm going to get for. Yeah, period on the market. Period, and a little bit of ice in that. Let it melt just a hair. If you're if you're not like if you're kind of sensitive, let it melt just a hair, or add a dash of water. And uh, I mean, it is like because yeah. Laura will drink that. She loves it, and yeah. she will really pick up on like that burns. But she likes the. Uh, the American honey with it's a little bit of right? water or or you know, let the ice melt. She loves it. Yeah. No, it, it's an 80 proof, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. foolproof. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just – and it's sweet, but it's just sweet enough. It's just sweet enough to where I enjoyed it. Yeah. And the first time I ever tried it, actually, I think we talked about it, but it was on a golf course, uh, on a golf trip. You did talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like – I did the guy that bought, brought, you know, pulled it out. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? Like you, I can't believe you're doing this. And then I, we all drank it. Like we drank the whole bottle. We loved yeah. it. And I was like, oh my gosh, can't believe we all just drank for, that. For like, an 80 proof yeah, flavored whiskey. Yeah. yeah. To finish yeah. it out on the yeah. golf course. Bunch yeah. of dudes out smoking cigars and drinking American <laughs> yeah. honey. Yeah, right. like, well, this is yeah. amazing. Was, was Jack James the first one to do the honey whiskey or who, oh, who was the first no. one? Or Wild was it Jim? Turkey. Might've been Wild Turkey. 
Yeah. I don't know. I know they all kind of came out around the same time. Yeah. Whoever kids started it didn't hold it for very long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild, yeah, wild turkey. You got Jack does them. Yep. So wild turkey, Jack, Jack Evan Williams, old Heaven yeah. Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's Jim Beam. Jim yep. Beam's got yep. their own. Yeah. Yeah. They all kind of came sure out. More. He brought yep. up Fireball on this oh. podcast. Yeah. Well, I, was I like, wasn't trying to bring oh. up Fireball. I brought up. Oh. I brought up Southern Comfort Hunter Proof. Oh, Soko. Yeah, Soko yeah, was good. So stuff. yeah, when you had told me about it, he redeemed himself. Okay, good, good, good. I was talking about that, and I was like, "What my wife likes." Like, I was like. The only thing I said about Fireball was like, I don't know if she likes it. I know what yeah. you brought it up. Yeah. And I'm sorry I mentioned it. Yeah. So gross. I mean, not Fireball. <laughs> so <Yeah>. gross. <laughs> the next thing you should bring up is Singe. I don't know what Singe is. Oh, Nick will tell that's you about best. it. I will say Cuervo Singe. It's a tequila flavor. Oh, that's right. You told me about it. Yeah. It's terrible. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, they don't make it, it anymore? Huh? No, they don't make it anymore. Good it's almost them. like the, the knights who say knee. Oh, it's just, yeah. yeah. The knights Start cringing. Yeah. So gross. Anything cinnamon flavored, let's be honest. My first bottle of wild turkey was actually, it was a flavored thing, but it was the, um, it was a super, it was like a ghost pepper one. Huh? Wild Wait, turkey? What? I think it was wild turkey. A wild turkey it ghost was, pepper? Was, now that sounds right up my alley. So like the, what's, what was the honey one called again? American, American honey? honey? American honey. Yeah, this one was like American sting. No way. Oh, man. Chris has got to fight. No way. Because I am a wild turkey guy, and I do like spice. Exactly. Yeah. I am a ghost pepper dude. That was that was my, f- it may not have been my first flavored bottle, but it was, yeah, Amer- I think it was American Sting. If that is a thing, you really made me excited. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still out there. I it's, never heard it, of dude, it. Dude, it's got some heat to it. The only thing I've ever tried that was like, spicy uh, besides the Jack Daniel or uh, the uh, Dickel Tabascos, which I actually like, <laughs> they did do a what is it called? What was it? Karate Cowboy? Is that what oh, it's called? Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, that was amazing. Now that's more of a flavored, but it that is it a wasabi, wasabi yep. liqueur, and it it was amazing actually. Yeah. I don't know if they still make that or not. It, it's spicy, but it's good. It is. It's got some heat. And, to and it. see the, those weird, like the the Dickel Tabasco and this guy. Like, I wouldn't mind trying them. And I, I sent a picture, I think, to the group um, of the Dickel Tabasco that I found. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I want to try it. There's a distillery in Montana, uh, Glacier Ridge, that they make every year, and they have to do it now on the shelves all the time. But they first started do it, doing during the winter. They would make this, I forget what they called it, um, it was some for weird name they called it because they didn't know what else to really refer to it as. They put jalapenos, fresh jalapenos, in their rye, and they give it out to like fishermen would come. They were ice fishing, and they would come grab these so that they could stay warm. And it is the hot, like one of the hottest things I've ever had. It's like fresh jalapenos, like oh, like heat in your chest, and mixed with the rye. But they have to do it all year round now because people go crazy for it all year round. I don't get it. Rye with that much spice is not a. That sounds awesome to me. Does not sound fantastic. No, I that tried sounds it. great it's to good. me. It's like, good. Like you want to add spice to my spicy rye? Yes, yes. And if it's going to be on like the the hot side of it, like the pepper, like the jalapenos, yeah. ghost pepper side of it, habanero side of it. Hell yeah. You mean like, I'm not going to feel my tongue for the next two days? Man, Hell you yeah. you know how much I loved uh, <laughs> that from uh, Journeyman. Their, oh, yeah, the spicy. 
Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so I found it on here. Brendan, you were right, dude. American honey sting. So it's American honey with some ghost pepper stuff. Yep. Almost like a like a jalapeno cornbread. Yes. Yes. Which sounds amazing to me. Yeah. I, we've got to get this. We've got to try. So it is not a foolproof. It's not it is, foolproof. It is 71 proof. I'm okay with that. They like doing that proof. one. Why, why, like, why like, do we well, go to one? Just do well, 70. Wild turkey, they do, the, they do the 101. Maybe so they just, hey, this is not a bottle and bond. It's one proof point better. They're one. They're one percent better than everybody they're else. One, yeah, they're one percent better. I love it. <laughs> or not? It's not even. It's not even a percent. Half a they're percent. Half a percent. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a percent. You're right. It would be half a percent. Yeah, we are one proof We're better. We're just a scotch. Just a scotch. Just a scotch. Uh, but you know who else doesn't give like even scoring? Is that Dave Portnoy or whatever? He's. It's always got to be an odd like. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Mm, I don't. No, David the, the pizza guy. The pizza guy. Portnoy the or whatever. pizza guy. Papa John's? Am I the only guy that know the only one that knows about this guy, the the pizza guy, the oh, only this, one bite everybody knows the rules? Is this wait? Is this the one that does the reviews on? Yes, YouTube? you guys have never heard of this guy for no. the the frozen pizza. Yeah, he does it for all pizza. Okay, I've uh, seen bar bar stool sports or whatever. Oh, this is a big oh, guy's own podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. one bite everybody knows the rules. He does the, the videos where he eats the pizza. And yeah. the, okay, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. you know, I know what I you're know talking about. He's yeah. a big deal. Bar sports, I might know if I saw it. Yeah, oh, dude, that's he's, he's, yeah. I've never watched any of them. Definitely, I don't know if it's still a big deal, but there for a while. Was like he went to he's come to Columbus he's come here he goes places he tries the pizza and then he gives a rating he eats it right there and he gives a rating he's kind of a cocky like yes. but that's kind of he has like a per, 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 personality persona, he's a personality yeah. um and whether he knows anything about pizza doesn't matter but like it's cool to watch a guy eat pizza because it kind of makes you like enjoy watching him eat it because the pizza looks good but he never gives like a it's never an eight. He'll give it like an 8.3 or yeah. something like that. It's always I mean, something strange. At least he's not going like, you know, 8.327. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Uh, he's not, he's not being like incredibly he weird. He'll go, he'll go, <laughs> We're going pie here. It's an, it's an 8.7. Yeah, yeah. 8.7. 8. So, uh, but yeah, no, he's like kind of an authority on pizza. And it's, it's an interesting thing. You'll have to watch the videos. I, I can't believe you guys haven't heard about him. I've heard, I've seen him he was, do it, but I didn't realize like that was Like two years ago, he was really a big deal. He's still kind of a big deal, I guess. But I think he got fired from barstool well he owns it so i don't think he oh, got he fired, but he did he did get like a little he got some in he got some heat yeah for some stuff um but i don't know i mean it's it's one of those things like I, i've watched his videos and i'm like i really don't like this guy but i like watching what he's doing and i think a lot of people would agree with that um and but and that's and I think even he realizes that and he's like he's okay with it. He's, like, it's you know a personality. I mean? yeah. he's, 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 he's a personality. personality. He's yeah. a personality. Yeah. So, but I, I, you know, it's interesting that you enjoy watching people eat pizza. You know what I mean? But right. I do like it's, and then it gives you ideas of places to go to yeah. when you visit those spots or whatever. I mean, I used to watch Top Gear, so I mean, I used to Top yeah, Gear. Yeah, 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 like all those about, like, reviews, stuff, watching yeah. reviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they just sit there and review cars. Yeah. I mean, I think ninety percent of it is just them cracking on other companies right well, we don't do that at all. i think that might be that's how we do genre sometimes of, <laughs> dude i mean hell that's what we're doing i will i will watch videos of people reviewing products that i have that i have already like all the time the amount of knife or gun reviews or something that i will or pipe pipe tobacco review that i will watch and it's like i've had this for years and i will watch you review this product the number of hickok 45 videos yeah, hickok 45 that's right dude that guy's awesome though i'll 
I'd love to hang out with that dude. I love how he calls something a pocket pistol. And for me, that's like a full size. Like, I'll put this in my pocket. I'm like, dude, that's a full size freaking gun. What are you talking but, about? Yeah, putting a desert eagle in your pocket. <laughs> what you got a yeah. desert eagle in your pocket yeah. for? Jeez, what kind of pockets man. you got? So did I read right or understand right, Steve? They now, they have their own cooperage? They do. 2014 is when they started their own cooperage. They're one that's, of... That's cool. Well, cool. cool. So Bridge. the only other place, the only other distillery that I know of and that Chris may know of that owns their own cooperage is Old Forester. Old Forester, yeah. Which is owned by Brown Foreman. Which they love so much that they came out with a bottling of uh, Cooper... Uh, yeah. What is it called? Coop, Cooper. Oh, Cooper's Craft. Cooper's Craft. Yeah. Cooper's Craft. Yeah. yeah. They were so proud of it that they came out with a line of. Which is like a thirty dollars bottle for a hundred. It's a great per. bottle. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one I keep. One that we've never actually done on the podcast. Oh, no. I don't yeah. think. Don't Which believe. doesn't surprise me now. Now that Brown I think Foreman about it, such a great. If Brown Foreman owns them, and they have a cooperage of their own, Brown Foreman owns. And Brown Foreman owns Jack Daniels. Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Brown Foreman owns Jack Daniels, Old Forester. Dickel? Who owns Dickel? Dickel is Diageo. Dickel's Gia. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Its okay. Subset. I didn't know if y'all wanted to see the bottle. Or have some or more. Have some or more. have some more. <laughs> That's the That's thing. Is it's like, I, I keep saying like, I really got to pace myself today. Today's a big day for us, but I just can't get enough. And that first pour ad was heavy. I'll, I'll pour just a little just a little bit more there, Nick. Chris trying to pace himself and half the bottle's gone. As I said yeah. before we started this, I was looking at reviews. Uh, in fact, Tipsy, the guy who sold this to me, he sent me a, a video of a guy reviewing it, comparing it to the Thomas H. Handy Buffalo Trace Antique Collection for this year, I believe. And this one did not beat it out, but this one was the only one that came even comparably close to it. Now, and one thing to keep in mind is both these bottles at retail, this is what, 70? 70, 75? 80, 70, yeah. yeah. And then the Thomas H. Andy is 125. For the for OHLQ's like retail right. price, I thought they were a little less than that for I retail. So too. But then again, uh, coming driving back up here from Alabama and stopping in Kentucky, and literally seeing bottles I never thought I'd ever see, saw Thomas H. Handy with a $799.09 price tag. It's like, oh, yeah. The aftermarket on that is huge. Yeah, it is. But what's crazy is I have seen Handy more than I've seen this bottle. Really? Now, it might be because it is more expensive. You know what I mean? Or out of state. Out of state. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But I've seen that. And for prices, I wouldn't pay for it. I saw this for ninety five, and I've never seen this on the shelf. Nick got besides this the bottle. one time that we besides the one time up. that we pass it up. Yeah, so you got this bottle. But if I have, if I had seen this, I would, I would get this. I would get this. I would get this all the way up to. For me, I think this is, oh man, up to like one hundred fifty bucks, which is quite Whoa. a bit. More I was gonna say about one ten is more, what I'd more than go double to. what yeah. it's retailed. Right. What's the retail on it? Seventy, seventy five bucks. 70? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's I think for me it's worth all the way up to 150 bucks. My and I don't word. say that often. No, you don't. For Jack Daniels coming out with their own new brand new mash bill for this and going for a rye rather than their sweet bourbon. The the new mash bill is for rye in right. general. Right. So before so this. It's just, it's, yeah. it's yeah. this. But, you yeah. know? but for them to come up with their own mash bill, a new mash bill. And for it to be this good. And to be this good, and to be this drastically different from their other stuff. I applaud them. Yep. I don't know what their I don't know what the original mash bill is, but I do know the mash bill for this. And it's 70% rye. And I think 
20% corn, I believe. Wonder I like and it. 10 malt barley. 70% rye? That's 70% rye. That's why I, that's my like sweet spot. Not as high as what I've seen before. I, I uh, know eight, it's 75%. 18% corn, 12% I like it barley. 70% rye. It gives you room for some other stuff. But the other thing is that it doesn't say on here at all how like long they're aging. How old it is, yeah. <laughs> it, it does not say. We know it's at least four years, but it's outside just, of that, we don't know. Is it a straight rye? For 129.2 proof, it's yeah. just so dang friendly at yeah. whatever they're whatever they're aging this at. It's got to be just the right amount. Now, do they do the charcoal filter for this? They do. bottle as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's still charcoal filtered. I wonder if that's and that the process edge off. that process takes place before aging. So it's after oh. distilling, it then goes through this charcoal vat for like three to five days. Days is what, how long it takes to get through I'm the sorry, charcoal. Days, days, not hours. Yeah. It's a slow. It's trickle, just, a, it's just a dripping down through. Yeah. So what I was gonna say from when my wife took me, I think it was for my birthday last year or two it's two years ago she took me to jack daniels and we got to walk through and see these charcoal vats they are freaking huge oh they'd have to be it's yeah. like they're like 20 feet tall that like cylinders full of charcoal and they have the little tap and it comes out tiny right like it goes it, it's a tiny it's a, spot i think if i'm remembering correctly it's like a steady stream but it's like if you if you turn the tap on like a faucet to not when it passes like dripping and it's just that stage it's like that that's what it's I'm super about. slow that's why it would take a couple of days yeah it, so it's super slow and to imagine the amount that they're cranking out and, and everything's pressure. charcoal filtered it's a lot of pressure on that liquid you know oh, too, yeah. to what kind of charcoal thing? are they using because i i like so I, I think Tennessee like charcoal right, like i what, no. what kind of wood it, so they go out uh, if i'm <laughs> I don't think charcoal is not wood. I thought charcoal was like a the, the what they used was more like a crystal kind of a mm. no no. So they take pallets out back wood. and they literally like you know I think it's like a flamethrower and burn this no pile of like well, I'm they sorry, make pallets. pallets are, we, are we just talking like pallets that I get like delivered to my house kind of pallets? I don't think it's the same wood. That that's that's the thing I don't know. Okay, but we saw like the the burn pit basically the where they make the charcoal. Pit. For these, I don't know how often they replace it. Would they make it themselves? What? Why did I? I always thought it was a a crystal made out of charcoal that they like poured this through. No char, like char. Now I don't know about the charcoal briquettes that might yeah. like for your grill. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, but, think, yeah. I think that's a different charcoal. Yeah, that is so because you can you can grind those things down into a crystal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's but the same it's just thing. Straight up burnt wood. That's freaking awesome. Yes, yeah, so I that, never that's knew all it is. is. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to Tennessee. Everybody goes to Kentucky. We're Lynchburg gonna go to Tennessee so and we're gonna off. do our own bourbon trail in Tennessee. Nobody does it. Have you ever heard of anybody doing this? No. Well, like, no we're gonna it's do a Tennessee it. whiskey. Trail. Yeah, we're gonna well, go I mean, on. The, we're gonna make our own Tennessee go? whiskey trail. The two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> the two big ones. And if we're just gonna drink. We'll just go to one and the other, and then we'll go back to the other one, and then we'll yeah. go back to that one. Yeah. How far apart are they? Is it, can yeah. this be a bus tour? Yeah. They'll be like, "Weren't you guys here yesterday?" No, I have, I have a mustache. That guy did not have a mustache. Is this more like the Tennessee yeah. crawl? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's the pilgrimage. Just, just, when's just, the last just time you talked to somebody and they're like, we went to Tennessee to check out their distillery? Yeah. Nobody. So let's do it. Well, there's uh, like Green River is yeah. down there. Green River is out of Tennessee. Uh, Jack are they out of Tennessee or Kentucky? No, Green River is in Tennessee. There, 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 there's, yeah. there's a Gatlinburg one, but I don't know if that one's. I, I don't know if I recommend that one. <laughs> I mean, you got Gatlinburg Old Smoky. There's a. There's a. Yeah, you got Old Smoky. There is a moonshine, but there's yeah. also a distillery there too. Yeah, right? yeah there uh, is. But it is a little, you know, yeah. touristy. 
Nelson's Greenbrier. Well, Nel- the Nelson brothers. Oh, the Greenbrier. Yeah. But yeah, Greenbrier. that which that was one. That's a recent bottle I picked up, like shortly after Thanksgiving. I hadn't had it in a while because it was almost empty. That was one of your go-tos, isn't it? I remember you yeah. bringing that thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Nelson, yeah, Nelson's Greenbrier was like one of my go-tos. His ninety, I think it's ninety-one proof. It's not ninety. Um, they were one of those weird ones. Half percent. Got it. Got to be. Got to be a little better, better than the average. And, uh, the average yeah, the Nelson's 90%. Greenbrier was their first one, which that history is pretty cool too. I'm not going to get into it. We can do a podcast later on it, <laughs> yeah. but um, but yeah, no. Ohio had it on last call, and I was like, let me see if there's one close. And it's like uh, 15, 20 minutes away. Drove up there to like Vandalia or something. Out way, way out past yeah. like past Dublin. Way out. Going out to like way Springfield area. Yeah. Um, and they're like, uh, we can't find it. And then I was like, that, that's fine. Like you don't have to look for it. And it's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna see if we have this. And they had a dusty box, like a whole case of this. Those are the best. I was like, really? And she pulled it out and she's like, is this what you're looking for? I'm like, yeah, it is. Thank you. Yep, <laughs> no, so, but I'll take that one but, in the box. <laughs> but and then I didn't. This is a realize, discount because this is old stuff. This is real. Stuff. <laughs> I see dust on there. Yeah, can I get a discount for that? I think the biggest part of that little, you know, that that one store was it wasn't just the getting the Greenbrier for eighteen, nineteen bucks. They had the old Overholt in one fourteen. Nice. I didn't realize that that was also on like a sale. Like the old tub now, it's twenty bucks. Old tubs on sale. Old tubs on sale for twenty bucks. Old overhaul one fourteen. Let's go now. Why? It's so know. good. I'm it, not it complaining. I, I want like it. it. Fill up but, your decanters, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. So the old overhaul one fourteen is for is twenty bucks. I which love it old used overhaul. To be, Everything in the line. Yeah, I love it. Oh yeah, it used to be like thirty. I don't know. Thirty two. The one fourteen did. Yeah. Yeah, thirty two ninety nine is with the price. That's for the, the one old that came out just for right Pennsylvania. Then it came out for yeah. Pennsylvania and Ohio. Yeah. And me and you, Nick, uh, we went out and got some. Tried it. Was like, oh my god. Went back and got more. Yeah. Because it was so good. And we were like, is it gonna go away? And that's I picked up an extra bottle because I was like, is good it gonna go away? I don't totally know. worth I it. it. Like, it, that's, oh yeah, for twenty that's bucks. One of those bottles I could be content with for the rest of my life. Just so good. Speaking of, um, you mentioned Uncle Nearest. Yeah. That's something we haven't done on the podcast. I personally haven't done. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. They have some very highly recommended, highly rated whiskeys. We need to we need to do this, and we need to do this on the podcast. Do you know anything about the history between Uncle Nearest and Jack? We've talked about it. We've talked about how you know he was you know uh, brought out of. You know, his predicament and everything. Uncle Nearest is a, was a slave for this reverend. Outside of that, the, the story gets murky and it, it can get kind like, of all like over the place. Jack Daniel steal from him, vice versa. But if that's the case, they, he did elevate Nearest from, from at the time. That sounds terrible that he elevated him. But, I mean, at the time, like, he gave him chances that he wasn't going to get otherwise. And, and here's else. the crazy thing. Looking at it, the story between these two have been silent for like decades, years, right? And then the whole, not to be political, Black Lives Matter movement happened and the story came out. But right. two or three different types of the, like tellings of the story came out. You've got the story of Jack Daniels working with and learning from Uncle Nearest, not knowing anything, Uncle, he took him under his wings, yeah. and he they became really, really good friends. And they became such good friends to the point when when he was trying to, when Uncle Nearest wanted to sell his stuff or wanted to get it out there, Jack Daniels would take it out 
to try to get it out to everyone past the blacks. Because he already had the name. Right. He had the name, but no white person was going to buy from a black person, no matter what it was they were selling. So the story is that Jack Daniels was like, I, I want to take it. You're so good. I want to take it out there and share it with everyone else. And through those profits, poured back into Uncle Nearest. Then you got the story of that happening, but no profits were shared. It was all stealing from yeah, Uncle Nearest. Yeah. Jack and stole the recipe. recipe. Jack stole everything from him. Jack Daniels became... Uh, Jack Daniels grew on the coattails of Uncle Nearest, and he kicked him out and did I nothing with it. I think that story became popular. Correct me if I'm wrong. And again, this, is, this should be a whole podcast, but uh, I think it became popular because Uncle Nearest was like a not a thing, yeah. and then it was a thing. Right. Re- recently, it was a thing again. So people are like, oh, he's just now reclaiming – they were reclaiming all this stuff. And I, I don't think that is what happened. We'll have to do some research and dig into it yeah. and find out. But I mean I hope that's not what happened. But I, I do know that there are a few bottles that are on my list, uh, Uncle Nearest, and they are highly, highly recommended, highly rated. And I don't know where they're being made. I don't know anything about them. I don't know where yeah. they're being made, they're what's happening, Tennessee. all that stuff. But – but something I think would be cool to do on the podcast and do the whole lineup maybe or something. Yeah. So like, here's, like we do with- here's what makes me wonder if the first story is true. Because if I understand right, and we'll do Uncle Nears on the podcast, but a little teaser. If I understand right, um, when Uncle Nears came out, there was an article done on the owner that started it back up. Because the owner is female, a black female that's a family descendant of Uncle Nearest, if I remember right. And then when the bar started trying to bring it in, that was the story that was sold, was that it wasn't a recipe that was stolen. This is a family descendant of Uncle Nearest, who for ages, it, the recipe and everything just died out. Yeah. No one wanted to bring it. It, it just, it became it one of those things. it was still in the family. It was still in the family. And so she decided, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to something that, you know, my great-grandfather, whoever it was in her family lineage, did. To pay homage and to do yeah. all the right thing. I hope that. Right. That sounds like this, a story I want to get behind. Because yeah. if it's not that, it's like, who drinks Jack Daniels? You know and what I mean? there's two different like, stories of like... Terrible if that's not the case. The descendants of Jack Daniels that own Jack Daniels, when they heard about all of this coming out, their response was... Uh, there's, there's two sides of it. Their response was, we're so sorry, we had no idea. So let's pay you and be done. And the other side came out and said, they've been good family friends for years now. It wasn't like a, we're so sorry, let's just get this done. But like, we're sorry that this has kind of shed terrible light on you as a, as a company, as a distillery, and you're trying to grow. So let's try to help you out kind of thing. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of history with Jack Daniels and Uncle Nearest, which yeah. is very interesting. But you also hinted on the Nelson brothers, yeah. the Greenbrier, Nelson brothers. Yeah. There's a ton of history, and I think a lot of it died out with Prohibition, that the Tennessee distilleries could not, they could not recoup and come back from. And now you've got to the point where Kentucky, Kentucky's kind of made its name. You got 90, 80 some distilleries in Kentucky, they've they made their name, but now people want something more. So now you're branching out to Tennessee, and these old companies that have been dying, like just died out, that couldn't survive barely, like Jack Daniels. Staying afloat. Now their descendants are like, let's bring it back. Bring it back. We've got a chance. Let's bring back Tennessee bourbon, Tennessee whiskey, I like what it. it was before. I and like I it. like that. I like it. It's it's a whole new thing. The uh Nelson brothers, they were Irish, were they not? Were they Irish? The, their ancestors, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about Uncle Nearest, I just had to look it up to remember from our tour. 
because Uncle Nearest was uh, Nathan Green. It was it was it wasn't an uncle. It was, they just called they just called him that. That was, that was his yeah. name, yeah. But he was like Jack Daniel's mentor. So yeah, and yeah that remember, was his mentor when he was when Jack Daniel's was a, a farm boy. Yep. And I, if I remember right, he uh, was like Jack Daniel's uncle. Yeah. 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 So that was his mentor. Which when again he was leads me to believe still. that it wasn't this, you know, that Jack Daniel stole from. Him. Right. Correct. Yeah. And I think Jack Daniels only brought about the distillery of Jack Daniels because he brought along Uncle Nearest to distill for him. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Nearest was the first master yep. distiller. Because Jack Daniels Jack had no idea. That's yeah. what he learned. I think I don't think it would be a far stretch to say that is what made Jack Daniels what it is today, obviously. So and there's so that there is a place for Uncle Nearest out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to find out where they're distilling, how they're distilling, yeah, uh, all that stuff. I know they're different. in Shelbyville, Tennessee. That's the only thing I know about Uncle Nearest. I've never had Uncle Nearest. They yeah. even like to compare I wonder, whatever their I main offering have. is. Yeah. I've had samples. You've you guys have never come near having a sample of? Uncle <laughs> You're funny. Very nice. Near, but not the nearest. The nearest, the nearest I've ever been was the last time we looked at it. The um, nearest I've ever been is picking up a while. I'm like, oh, okay. And this uncle looks himself. nice. Yeah, I've never, I've I, never bought it. I, I wonder if Jack Daniels, the brand, is kind of kicking themselves like, hey, we could have probably put out a line of Uncle Nearest products, and that would have been probably great. I to don't know if they could have or not, him, but yeah. to, to pay homage and then to be like, this is part of our, you know, history. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. We'll have to we'll have to do that. But there's yeah. I mean they've they've had some freaking yeah, yeah. awards and stuff. Some of those bottles. So it'll be interesting. And I and I have been holding off, thinking I want to try all of these. So how many are there? Do you there's a good amount. Like I remember there being at least like four in the lineup that I wanted to try. Like I saved. Four. There's a yeah. I've, I've seen at least three or four on the shelves. And there's like a red, and a white, and a, there's a few. Other and they have ones. like dated ones, yeah. like eighteen, eighteen eighty five. Yeah, they're all yeah. Yeah, different numbers and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like Old Forester. The the what's that lineup? Nineteen ten. Oh, the, the, the whiskey row. Whiskey row. Yeah. I'm such a freaking fanatic about that whiskey <laughs> row, and I've got them all. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You wanted me to go off on a tangent. I'll talk about whiskey row. We won't do that today. I would love. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Brown Foreman. Yeah. Hell yeah. From what I'm gathering in the conversation, we really don't like this bottle. So don't <laughs> pour yourself anymore. Yeah. It's terrible. He's looking at me because I've already had two very I'll, big glasses. You know what? I'll take. I'll take. I'll take the Vicks hit. Also yeah. had two. I'll take the hit here. I'll just. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Don't drink anymore. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so, so good. Yeah. Like I would commit larceny for this. Incredibly bottle. smooth. Especially for that proof. Here's what I have to say on that. This is a toasted barrel without being a toasted barrel rye. Because of the charcoal finish that they do, the charcoal, the, what, the charcoal filter. Any Tennessee whiskey could, in theory, be considered a toasted, so, but it's up front. We're gonna, that's the thing. That's the thing. We're going to have on these, this series, we're going to supposedly have Michter's toasted barrel rye barrel strength so like i've had that before i had a i had a neck pour of that sorry chris i had to (laughs) 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 but this is a toasted barrel rye if you are a fan of toasted barrel rye this is a toasted barrel rye without being a toasted barrel rye again for the people listening we've talked about it before but toasted does not mean super dark charred it's actually lightly charred. it's very light very lightly charred grant think graham cracker you know Um, and I think that's why it ren- renders itself to being so so much sweeter. Um, but it, this is fairly dark, you know what I mean? Uh, but 
I don't know. I, I think I like it. I think what they're doing is right. Um, I think I am getting more and more into toasted, more of the toasted. And I think maybe that is why I've been le- lately, I've been leaning more towards Tennessee whiskeys. Okay. It got so, that toasted kind of finish. Yeah. Yeah. Feel. It's, 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 you know, and again, like I always say, I don't like sweet stuff. I don't like sweet stuff. But then again, I like the cognac, like cognac finishes. I like this, I like that. I like the spicy and the sweet. So you take a rye and you toast it, or you take a rye and you, you, you know, finish it in something yep. sweet. And I'm like, dude, I get the spice. I get the sweet. I'm I'm in heaven. But don't give me a bourbon that's finished in that because then it's too sweet for me. Because oh, yeah, bourbon's already yeah, really, really sweet get, for me. Yeah, it can get overly, uh, overly sweet yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, which again, I think that's why the regular Jack Daniels can be kind of clawingly sweet. For, yes. You know, for, for me especially. For like, like for me, Jack Daniels straight is a cocktail because yeah. it's just so dang syrupy. You know, but if it had been a rye like this, then you get a little tang in there. It breaks it up. This gives me hope for Jack Daniels. It does. Do and that, and that. So going back to what we were saying, we looked at, we saw it on the shelf. We we're like, okay, um, don't judge a book by its cover because obviously they are innovating and they're putting out great products. And we never had a problem with Jack Daniels before, but we thought it was what it was and it had its place. Well they can elevate themselves as well and that they've showed that and i want to see what else that they can do and i think if they were to come out with some even more special bottlings i would seek them out and want to try them they do didn't yeah. they come out with uh american single malt they did yep. yeah so they got american single malt 10 year yep. i know the koi, koi, koi hill is like up there eric the, they, the, they, 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 the eric no, church or the yeah, yeah, church one whoever the, the, that is it's a weird when you get into celebrity type stuff well we've tried the sinatra the sinatra was good yeah. uh i mean but I, I i'd like to see some more one-offs um stuff like that but they've got a place they can definitely change with the times and they can definitely put out good stuff if anybody's worried about the proof point, don't be. Um, if you see, if you are, just send it to if me. If you see a Jack Daniel single barrel, look to see if it's the barrel proof rye, and if it is, just freaking buy it. Well, just it's oh the gold label. Gosh, it's so. Like, amazing. If you yeah. see a Jack Daniel's old squatty bottle uh, with a gold it. label, yeah. Yeah. just oh, get it. The other one just has green. It doesn't have gold on it. Oh, yeah, it I just never thought about green. that. Green, and then the same thing with the uh, the barrel proof bourbon. It's got a different color label than the than the bourbon i've just been looking at the squatty bottle. the bourbon's red the barrel proof is like black no it's so for the bourbon select for the, the le- select yeah yeah so We're it's, back a bla- to it's the black. select one yeah. yeah going back going back to the one that i own it's it's a black label it is black okay yeah now their triple mash or the triple is, is that red that one's yes. red what the single barrel barrel proof is gold is gold with black light if you look at that it's green lettering I have on that the front. One, and it's not this one this yeah. one's green and gold that one's like black and gold probably yep it is black and gold yeah, yeah. So look at just read the read the bottle. <laughs> yeah, read the bottle. <laughs> read the just bottle. Read if it. you don't want it, buy it and send it to me, and I'll pay you for it. Also, if you look at the proof, since they're single barrel, they do change. So like one once yeah. a month, you can go into like a Kroger here, and you'll see like people are actually buying them, oh, yeah. and then eventually it'll go from like I think right now the highest I've seen is like one thirty two, which when you're getting like one twenty nine to one thirty two, it's not that big of a difference, but it's like how high can we go? But then you also have Koi Hill that's over like 140. As yeah, is it really over 100? Oh yeah, it's Holy it's 70 cow. plus. It's 70 percent plus. Is that even technically still loud? <laughs> it is. It's, it's Koi Hill. Whiskey. Damn. Yeah, because Koi Hill is so hot. Be, it's so, so high. Be like and hot. me and Nick. I think we're the only ones that ever do this. If we go after single barrels, we will pull them all out and line them up and like look at the different ones to see for the different variations. 
people will give us the craziest looks because we, we will do this. But I'm like, hey, I want to get the one I want. Like, these are all single yeah. barrels. Hey, hold on a minute. People are like, no, they're the same there's stuff. Different it's like, no, points, they're not. There's, there's different, different barrels. There's yep. different everything. Like, I mean, I'm gonna Everything's see different. which one I want. You yep. Know? And that's my thing about bakers is oh. like, I still have maybe like two glasses of bakers left in my bottle. And I've told Nick several times, like the next baker's bottle I get, I want to find one that's at least eight years old because it's Baker seven. When I have a seven years, six months, I've seen like eight years, nine months. My, my, and I think at the time I didn't have the money. Mine's eight years something. Yeah. So like that's the next one I want to get if I'm going to replace it. Now, now that I have some bottles of Booker's, it's like, I don't even care to replace my Baker's. But I've also seen some places that they have Baker's on sale, like not in Ohio, obviously. But they have it on sale for like 45, 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm sorry, I what? Would. Yep, yep. That that was my like my jaw dropped when I saw it. I was like, I would pay that all day. You get two bakers for the price of one bookers. Yeah, because the bottle of bakers that I have <laughs> and bought was we like said it's Booker's younger brother. Like 70 bucks. Yeah. Booker's younger brother's bakers, and then Baker's got a little tag along friend, and that's old tub. Old tub, yep. <laughs> get out of here, Georgie. We don't want to play with you. But for twenty twenty five bucks for old tub is not bad. That's old tub. Get out. That's something I've always dinner? said. Is like old tub is Baker's younger. Yeah. It's four years old. Baker's minimum. Little, it's his little friend playing yeah. in the backyard. Hunter proof. Yeah, Baker's is one oh seven. So you're not missing out on much if you want to. If you want to know a bakers in a nutshell tastes like at a lower age and a lower proof get old tub yep. it's 20 bucks get all three you, you get all three and you start with bookers then go to bakers and then end up in old tub and you'll be just happy as a oh, clam happy I as a clam all three on my shelf <laughs> either that or you'll end up in an old tub we don't know which that's 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 the idea anyway uh jack daniel single barrel barrel proof rye mouthful obviously it's a mouthful and i like it it's great stuff I enjoyed this uh, little podcast with you, gentlemen. I enjoyed Thanks. it with you, too. We'll do All another right. one. Talk Sounds good. On the next one. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Thank Cheers. you for having me. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want more great content and other perks, be sure to support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. We can be reached on our website, whiskeychaserspod.com, with any ideas for the show. Thanks again. Thank you.